0: Only the second hour of our show, which features listeners' questions, is heard live from 5 to 6 p.m. every Saturday on WJR. However, both hours of the show are available each week on this podcast and are streamed to our affiliates across the state of Michigan. We're also proud to be part of Detroit's newest and fastest-growing podcast network, PodcastDetroit.com. And now, here are your hosts with this week's Internet Advisor. Welcome aboard the Internet Advisor. Hi, I'm Foster Brown, the producer and co-host of the program, along with Gary Baker, Edwardell, Riddell, Cal Carson. we got a great show lined up for you today. We're going to be building a bridge. That's right, a bridge across oceans and continents, a bridge to India, to Pune, India, which is our um, the motor city of India. We'll find out more about that with one of our guests who's coming in. And we'll also talk about Veterans 2.0, helping folks to get the new economy. Thank you for being with us here on The Internet Advisor, Foster Brown. Mr. Gary Baker, good to have you here. It's great to be here, as say. And Mr. Ed Riddell, good to have you also.
2: Uh, it's great to be here.
0: Cal Carson's off for the day, but we've got, a, we've got a studio full of people here we're going to be talking with in just a moment. You know, guys, I wish I didn't have to start the show today uh, this way. But um, we are recording this just um, a matter of uh, 24 hours after the attack in Paris, France. Right. And uh, one of the things I wanted to put out to you, and I've already done this with our uh, internet advisor Twitter account, is um, as a way of showing solidarity with the people who are suffering this terrible loss and uh, and just the chaos that's going on in right. Paris. It's hard to imagine what that would be like in any one of our major cities to have these multiple attacks going on, not knowing whether you're safe or where you're safe um but there's this neat kind of thing that's started on Twitter and it is a hashtag if you know what a hashtag is yep. it's that looks like gold sign yeah the number sign and uh, then you after that it's je suis paris and it's je j e s u i s Paris. Je suis Paris which is I am Paris and the idea was that uh, after the Charlie Hebdo attack it was je suis Charlie Hebdo and uh, the idea is this kind of a solidarity and uh, people are doing it all over the globe and I posted something from our account last night and would just like to encourage people out there as a way of showing your solidarity Um, and because Paris is the the people in Paris, I mean they've been through occupation by the Nazis and I mean they've been through some pretty tough stuff and they are not they're not backing down <laughs> they're saying we're gonna
3: we're gonna handle this yeah they're uh um, across all the news networks over there right they're all yeah. talking uh like maybe this is the the watershed moment that uh will will help them, but they have uh, a fairly difficult uh, t- task ahead of them. Absolutely. Their borders are not as secure yep. and, and whatnot, but I was talking to Mark Stallings, uh, a son of one of my former partners mm-hmm. at Anderson, and uh, he was there two weeks ago. In fact, walked past a couple of those spots, mm, and right. uh, we'll talk to Mike Brennan Uh, In the top of the next hour And his daughter is there now Oh my And uh, he'll have some things to say about that But uh, she actually heard some of the commotion And the bombs And uh, and, uh, certainly the sirens And Dove into an apartment of a friend of hers and turned off the lights, locked the doors, turned off the lights, and listened to the yeah. police sirens. So yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's you know, a frightening it, thing. Yeah, it's, it's almost a, unimaginable. It really
2: and, yeah. and if you imagine that uh, France is basically a peninsula, just like Michigan, surrounded by water and three sides, yeah. yeah.
0: you know. So. And you've had your daughter overseas.
2: Yeah, you know, she was she was at the newsroom last night, um, working for a newspaper, and and put her Facebook because uh, she spent uh, uh, a week in, no. in Paris. Well, you know, when she was over there
1: too. Well,
0: I I wanted to make an, I wanted to acknowledge that and give you a way as uh, our listeners of being uh, of su- supporting and encouraging the people in France and in Paris. And that is again hashtag Je Suis Paris, and you can post it on Twitter with whatever message you may have. And I want to just quickly do something before we get to introducing our guest here. This is a past week is a big week for a release of a patch from uh, Microsoft, and uh, you've posted some information for us on that, and uh, maybe you can give some of the highlights kind of quickly. (laughs) As I fly across the room getting this piece of paper. (laughs) Sorry. Um,
2: (laughs) Yes, you know, it it was not only a a chance for Microsoft to uh, fix a number of bugs, but they made a number of enhancements, Mm. and uh, one of them is Find My Device, which is similar to uh, uh, you know, what, what Apple has had right, forever. You can right. do this with your iPhones and you can also do it with your PC, mm. but you have to have your Microsoft login device. So I'm not sure exactly, uh, you know, with the PC, how G- you, know, you have to, there's no GPS in the PC. Um, there's a lot of, uh, Cortana enhancements. Mm-hmm. So now the Cortana you can do, it has handwriting recognition. Oh, so for people that are tablet users and, or have a phone, you can, you can jot notes in Cortana and just say one to 2 PM and it'll, it'll set a reminder for you Mm. and also has voice recognition as Mm -hmm. well for that. Um, Let's see. There auto time zone. Them, auto time zone. Who would you know? Microsoft has had uh, the oh, ability has yeah. existed, for, but it was always an a, an additional step. Now it's Changing. automatically auto time zone when you change. Uh, now time we're going
0: to post all of these things on the home page so you folks can look at it. And uh, it might be good to know that when you do the update, these are some of the things that are hidden behind it. What was your favorite one out of all of those? I this? have
2: two. My printer okay. default one. So your last printer you printed to becomes automatically your default printer. This Ooh. is an option that you can go into the control panel. And set nice so that when you if you travel a lot and you set up printers my my favorite one is that now if you can install a clean copy um not an upgrade of windows 10 and use your windows 7 or windows 8 product key Mm. so for us techies that always like to have a clean install of windows that's not a matter of install upgrading to windows 10 stripping out the product key that microsoft mm. assigns you a week later and then then erasing everything and installing and you don't have to do that anymore <laughs> you could just if if you have an old windows 7 system at home and you know the product key you could just you could you could buy a new hard drive and install windows 10 on the clean one oh, and then yeah. try it and see if you like it you can always throw hard their hard drive back in there if you don't like it
0: Nice. Yeah. Nicely done. Okay, so folks, we're going to be posting down all these different changes that are coming with, uh, that have come this past week for Windows 10. I'd like to introduce somebody who's in our studio right now, because we're going to be talking with him um, through a next couple of segments about his uh, his site, which is called peoplemovers.com. And Keith Zender, thanks for coming in. Good cool. to be here. Let's talk a little bit before we talk about uh, the bridge to Pune, which is the bridge to India, which I'm going to be talking with you about a little bit, a little bit about People Movers. What is People Movers? What... Was it in the background?
4: Well, People Movers is an online network for people and organizations to work together and and collaborate to build strong communities. The whole idea behind it was to help the
0: left hand know what the right hand was doing, Uh, which is kind of a challenge in a town with so many different sources. Hey, we're going to get back to that in just a moment we have a little more time to talk about that. Keith Zendler talking about PeopleMovers.com and building a bridge to India. Keith uh, Zendler is our guest. Keith, i got to tell you that I was just thinking that the, the theme song for this should be To Dream the Impossible Dream. <laughs> because for many years, your peoplemovers.com was hopefully going to be a bulletin board, a place where organizations could come together and post the things that were important that were going on in the community and share information. And that was a struggle. That was an uphill climb for you.
4: Yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, we. As I've come to learn, we have a lot of legacy systems already, although oh, the internet's yeah. not a huge, it hasn't been around that long. It's been around long enough in the United States where, you know, we we have our things in place. Organizations tend to be entrenched with those. Yeah. And so it's kind of teaching new tricks, uh, y- you know, how to share Information and work together. That's uh, a
0: trick to teach old dogs. <laughs> yeah, especially in this city. Uh, did it, did anybody catch on? Did it,
4: well, did it absolutely. I mean, we got up to over a thousand organizations here in Detroit. I mean, we had most of the leading organizations here, and there was a lot of excitement about that. Uh, you know, it, mm-hmm. it 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 did catch on unfortunately we've been bootstrapping this thing all along and just uh you know found us ourselves in a race with facebook and twitter and oh, these major yeah. sites with billions of dollars to spend on user interfaces and uh so you know and that's you know you live or die if you if you can't uh, get those
0: interfaces easy enough for people um well, I got to say that your your uh, people movers dot com right now is beautiful. Thank it, you. It's v- visually very, very attractive and easy to use. Are, did people get into it? Have they started using it? And what are they using it for? Well, we just
4: we just turned it on this last month. I mean, there's mm-hmm. been a long period of of kind of uh, what are we just quiet time, uh, being dark, think, yeah. <laughs> uh, while we we did the remodel, of the re- redesign of the site. Um, we're now going out and meeting with key organizations, key leaders again to get them using the the site, Mm -hmm. show them the new features, and we'll get that whole ball ball rolling again. So
0: who can use it and
4: what would they use it for? So this is something that nonprofits would use, for instance. Uh, Nonprofits that want to promote their events. They have volunteer opportunities. Uh, Foundations would use it to connect all of the nonprofits that they're working with.
0: So a free forum for them to tell their story and post information about their events. Exactly. And, and when you look at a community, any community around the planet, there are
4: so many different stakeholders, yep. whether they're corporate, they could be governmental uh, leaders
0: and agencies, uh, certainly the nonprofits. Uh, and that, I would imagine it can, in some ways it kind of levels the field too. Because anybody can come in and, uh, and put some information in there. They don't have to buy in, I imagine. That's, that's exactly right. And that's one of the, the, um, one of the purposes
4: behind the site is to give even the small organizations in a community right. the same tools as the big organizations so that they can all interconnect and, and really build top to bottom
0: um, mm-hmm. relationships. So how in the world did you decide to build a bridge to India? <laughs> yeah well getting detroit
4: to work together wasn't a big enough challenge <laughs> <No>. <laughs> for me so uh, you
0: thought you'd try international
4: scope it huh? it you know it i was dating a girl from india ah you know? the best reason to start yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she She was from Pune and, uh, we went to visit her family at some point about three years ago Ah. and because of my, uh, you know, my background in recycling and waste management, uh, I was invited to meet the mayor of Pune and some, you know, leaders in their, in their parliament Mm. who are working on initiatives to implement new trash management programs Mm -hmm. in India. Mm -hmm. So, um. You know, and while I was meeting with them, I said, you know, it's not enough to just pick the garbage up or, you know, we've got to figure out how to get the education out. And and that's where people movers can help you. And over there, they don't have those legacy systems. Over there, you know, they're just now getting into their internet age in many ways. And so the adoption, or at least the excitement from the top leadership has been phenomenal. Very soon I got introduced to their former president who we've been working with, Uh their... uh, council generals uh even met their uh, ambassador and uh generals
0: and it keeps going on now but um, you know when i went on the site i was uh, f- fascinated to find so much content from india already right whether it was under your food section or technology or uh religion i think was what it was fascinating yeah, yeah they're really getting into it
4: yeah it's it's really um it's a fascinating country there's a lot of things to talk about over there a lot of great news it's a dynamic country that's growing very quickly and uh, we're just very very excited to have this opportunity to help India as it's growing uh, and we really think that the people movers platform can be a big uh, a big boon for that
0: what interplay do you see between India you know your Indian clients and the folks here in Detroit
4: well, there's uh, if you just focus in on Pune, which is where I have most of my uh, right. my time there in India at, at this point. Uh, Pune is also one of the automotive uh, centers in India, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of relationships, uh, many business relationships between Pune and Detroit already because of our automotive community. Mm. So we're we're seeing uh, there's just such a amaz- uh, tremendous amount of growth that can happen for American companies. I bet. Um, just on the business side, Pune is considered the Oxford of the East. Uh, they oh, have really? many uh, very, very good, uh, very strong universities there. hmm uh, Their engineering schools are, are big and, you know, churning out the many engineers that I know end up here in Michigan. Yes, yes. And I know that Michigan wants more engineers, uh, so... Uh, there's a,
3: there's a lot of opportunity for growth. So you know the, one of the things that organizations have a difficult time doing, and and that is figuring out when they can hold an event. You know you're looking out maybe in the spring and you're planning for next spring and and you think okay well we'll have it on. This week or this weekend because it doesn't look like we anybody we can think of contacting that doesn't look like they're having an event. And then, of course, that's when all the events seem to happen, <laughs> right? And everything happens all in one weekend. Are you going to be able to, to help with that at some point? Yeah, if you – you can
4: actually – focus in on detroit just click on the detroit community on people movers and you can see an event board now that's just getting started so you're not going to see a whole lot there right now but that is exactly the concept great because you do have these overlaps between organizations and uh it doesn't need to be that way with a little coordination yeah
3: i know there's times i get invited to something oh i can't i'm going to this uh why did you have it on the same day and they said we didn't know right <laughs> right right we Didn't right. know. Hang on. i was gonna say that
2: was an excellent point yeah. i mean I, I, for me as an individual i i have a hard time planning things two three weeks in advance uh yeah. to work in a, in a corporation where i need to make things a year or two forecasts yeah. um that would be difficult and i could see how this that would benefit
3: well there's so many different organizations keith that you've already a- attacked here and gotten them onto your site um how how do people contact you is that pretty obvious from the site yeah you
4: it's it's not unlike facebook i mean you basically go on the site you can put keith you know type keith in and you'll see me uh, keith zendler is my name so you'll see me come up there uh click on that and uh start following my posts Uh, we are adding uh, direct messaging next week so that should be up pretty soon Uh, you know we're adding more and more features
0: every time we uh so a company would go on there. Let's say an organization would go on there, and po- they would create their own page on there. Yeah, essentially, uh, picture co- a
4: bulletin board that might be in your office, it might be in your school, or uh, you know, a, a, a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And basically, you can create your own online bulletin board and start creating, uh, you know, start posting information. It could be uh, news. It could be. Press releases, uh, event posts. And
0: all the tools for doing that are right there on
4: They're the site. They're all side. right there. And, okay. and then you can start to follow other organizations across town, or in this case, you know, as we've been talking, across the world well I, by the way I do I understand correctly
0: that you're you've
4: gone beyond India you're now thinking the rest of the world oh we've, we've put every major city and secondary <laughs> city on the planet already on people movers oh, so wow one of the features is each city has their own bulletin board ready to go so as we roll this out we are planning on uh, people adopting this and and making this a global bulletin board so you're about to go to India for a while right yep Monday okay when you're out there what what's your what's your goal well, our first uh, objective is to launch the city of Pune. We've been working very closely with the municipal commissioner, which is essentially their mayor. Okay. And we have uh, been working with them on their Smart Pune initiative. So they are mm. they are in the running to be one of the smart cities of India. There's 100 cities there that
0: are competing. And that's really smart. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's where they're going. And right. so
0: we're going to help them with that. Fascinating. All right. Keith, thank you so much for being here. If we get a little more time near the uh, end of the hour, let's talk a little bit more about uh, what you've discovered about India as you've gone there. That's Keith Zendler, and the site is called peoplemovers.com. Who knows, maybe your organization wants a place there as well. Back in just a moment to talk about Veterans 2.0. This last week was a celebration of Veterans Day, and... um, in the recent years i think we have become sensitized because of conflicts that have been going on and terrible damage to many young men and women who have come back home battered in mind and body looking for a way to fit in to find a way of you know getting back in and home and finding careers etc and uh, well, i was delighted to see that an organization called uh, new horizons learning solutions is picking up on that theme of helping our veterans, and uh, matter of fact, that they are getting together with Automation Alley, uh, Gary, something that's been going on in this area for quite a while. Many years, yep. Yeah. And
3: and really helping the entrepreneurial community more than anything else. Exactly.
0: And they're getting together with them to help provide some opportunities for veterans to get into IT and get careers there. And with us to talk about that is Scott McLean. He is the Chief School Administrator for New Horizons Learning Solutions. Scott, thanks so much for joining us here on The Internet Advisor.
5: Hi, gentlemen. Happy to be here. Looking forward to talking to you.
0: Hey, let's talk about this This program. It's called the Veteran Cohort Program, and it's going to be beginning. is going to kick off this week, I understand, in Detroit. Uh,
5: that is correct. It's uh, hopefully the first of many different initiatives that we'll, we'll be working on uh, for veterans. Um, it's, it's actually uh, in partnership with the Automation Alley, which right. you were just talking about. And mm-hmm. um, they were fortunate enough uh, to create this technical talent development program. It's also called TTDB, uh, DP, uh, through a $5 million grant that was funded by the U.S. Department of Labor, and Employment, and Training. And as part of that, for the last several years, we've been working uh, not just with veterans, but a lot of other um, organizations. So it's a kind of a public private partnership. Uh, to do, to kind of upscale and deliver some training opportunities uh, for both individuals and for uh, Southeast Michigan businesses, and this specific cohort was actually an idea, the idea they came to us with. Uh, let's let's uh, do as much as we can to help get some veterans back into the workforce. Mm. So this uh, specific program, which is kicking off next week. Uh, it was really designed for anywhere from 17 to 20 different uh, veterans. I think we currently have 14 signed up, so there's still actually a few more spaces. Okay. Um, it's going to be in downtown Detroit, and it's uh, specifically designed for unemployed veterans, and it's specifically designed to to help uh, many of them uh, get proficient enough with some uh, IT certification uh, to enter the enter back into the employment market.
3: Wow, that is exciting. Now, to hear. Scott, um, this is for unemployed veterans. But what about veterans that are employed in a? They came home, they grabbed some job, and but they really want to get into IT. Do you have something for them as well?
5: Well, it, it, incidentally, this particular program was specifically uh, this specific cohort was designed specifically for unemployed veterans. Okay, but um, through you know the GI Bill and mm-hmm. through several other funding mechanisms. We've been working with uh, returning veterans, uh, not just, you know, the the recent ones, but we've been working with veterans for years. And we have a number of different programs. As a matter of fact, we have um, uh, 14 different programs within the state of Michigan that are all aligned towards different employment outcomes. So based on where someone's starting, uh, in this particular case, they're starting almost from scratch. But in many cases, we're working with veterans who either have a military uh, background with mm-hmm. IT. So when they're they're coming back, they're looking for a, a higher level job or a more advanced level uh, training program. So we have we have a number of different op- opportunities for for veterans and anyone else looking to upskill their their uh, uh, career opportunities. Right. In IT.
0: so uh, Scott McLean, by the way, is our guest here. He is the Chief School Administrator for New Horizons Learning Solutions. You folks have. You have locations all over the Midwest. I mean, all over the state of Michigan. Because oh, I, mean, I
5: think I'm not hearing your question.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say, you folks with New Horizons Learning Solutions have locations all over the state of Michigan. It's not just the Detroit area. I know you're based in the Grand Rapids area, and there's, we have many of our affiliates are out on that western side of the state. So where are some of the other centers where people can go for, to get training with New Horizons?
2: Scott, are you hearing me? You know, I think he wasn't hearing us because his phone was about ready to drop. Oh, oh there goes the click.
0: All right, let's see. That may be him coming back in on the other line there. So let's see if we can catch him there. Well,
3: well and something like this is is really needed, obviously. Uh, oh, these are, are people that sign up to protect our country. Uh, they yep. When they come back, we need to take care of them. and. And hats off to New Horizon and and many of the other organizations that do such a fine job of protecting um, you know opportunities for vets. Uh, mm-hmm. They protected us. Now we're helping them. So and that's a great way to put it too, because so often veterans have been left out of the mix.
0: And Scott, I believe we have you back now through the marvel of modern technology.
5: <laughs> well, you know, with as much technical training as we deliver, I still haven't figured out how to prevent myself from dropping. <laughs> copy my call so. that's quite like, all right one of those things i guess well, one of the Sorry things about that
0: no that's okay scott one of the things i was uh, wanted to touch on with you is that new horizons has learning centers all over the state of michigan as a matter of fact and throughout the midwest and we extend well beyond michigan as well talk about some of the other places that people can go to find training with new horizons
5: well you mentioned yeah you mentioned all throughout michigan and, and actually michigan we actually have five different centers and it's our uh, fr- from our coverage perspectives, uh, it's kind of our home market, but mm-hmm. we also have a couple of centers over in the Chicago area and in Cleveland, so yeah. that kind of is our, our Midwest base, and then uh, this last year we expanded into the Northeast, so we have a couple of different locations in gotcha. Boston, uh, we're in New York City, for example, um, a couple locations in Connecticut. Uh, New Jersey, and in uh, Philadelphia area. So,
3: Scott, where over on the western side of Michigan do you have uh, centers? Because a lot of our affiliates are over right. there.
5: Oh, fantastic. Well, we we have a center in Grand Rapids. Mm-hmm. Ironically, that's where I live and, yep. and where I work most of the time. And then we've got one in Lansing.
0: Oh, good. Okay. That's two of our markets there. So I'm glad to uh, to connect with that. Let's talk about just kind of coming back again around to this uh, Cohort that's going to be opening up the veteran cohort uh, beginning on November sixteenth in Detroit. You said you have a few spaces left in there. How can people apply to that? Veterans apply to that.
5: Uh, uh, well, they would they would get in contact with us, and then what we we do, and I'll, and I'll give you that information in a minute. And then what we do is we work directly with the Alley to kind of make sure when the application is uh, reviewed and approved uh, in conjunction with them.
0: And we're talking so about vet- automation Alley when you mentioned that, yeah.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, uh, they uh, we would work with them on the application, correct. And and the, the best place to reach us is uh 2060 734- mm-hmm. Okay. And that we'll go right to our front desk and you just ask, uh say I'm I'm interested in the, in the cohort program through the automation alley.
0: Excellent.
5: And uh, and you and or you can also email to info at nhls dot com.
0: Info at nhls dot com. Okay, that's the right. New Horizon Learning Centers. nhls dot com. That's excellent. Um, this uh, uh, cooperation that you're doing with Automation Alley th- does it look like there's other opportunities to expand this? Because it's it's a wonderful uh, combination of of expertises.
5: Well, uh, it is, and, and you know, we've in addition to, to uh, this co program, we have, as I mentioned earlier, been doing a number of different programs with Automation Alley again, to support um, the IT community in southeast Michigan. Uh, about a year ago, we did, with along with the state of Michigan and uh, the Michigan Development Agency, we we actually did a, a veteran cohort specific to Cisco Technologies and Cisco Certifications. Oh, and that, that one was, was a real winner. Uh, we did it also in conjunction with Cisco Technologies. I think every veteran that came out of that one uh, walked right into an employment opportunity.
0: Oh, wonderful. These are excellent, excellent opportunities. Well, I want to thank you on behalf of the veterans out there who have, as Gary was saying before, spent the time protecting us and guarding our our opportunities and our liberty. Now that we're involved in not only protecting them in a sense of providing an opportunity for them to earn a living, but really helping them to get back into being an effective and important part of the economy here.
5: Uh, absolutely, we, uh, we we definitely support that. They're they're fantastic. We hire many veterans that we that put through our training program because we we find because of all the other training they've had, they're they're fantastic employees, and we would like to continue to help them and support them as they look for for new opportunities.
0: That's wonderful. So, folks, if you have any other questions about this, for instance, this cohort in Detroit and any open spaces in there, again, the call seven three four. 8532060, which is the front desk, or you can uh, go online and uh, get more information not only about Detroit but about the other locations. and that's with info at nhls.com, info at uh, New Horizons Learning Centers. And Scott, thank you so much for your efforts there. Scott McLean, the Chief School Administrator for New Horizons Learning Center.s good to be, have, have been able to talk with you. Thank you, gentlemen. All right. And, uh, you know, Gary, as we were saying before, I'm, I love the combination, not only of the New Horizons Learning Centers, which have been a great place for teaching people about technology, but with Automation Alley, that they're absolutely focusing on getting people involved in the well, economy. And,
3: and what's really great about Automation Alley is that's really an organization that uh, was or organized by uh, L.J. L, L Brooks Patterson and for Oakland County. And they're holding this in downtown Detroit. I like that. What a way to spread the wealth from Oakland County. Yep. Right? And to really help the whole region. Hats off to Automation Alley.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Hey, when we come back in just a minute, uh, we're going to be talking with uh, Keith Zendler, who has been in our studio. We took a little pause out to talk uh, with Scott McLean about that program for veterans. We'll be back talking about building a bridge to India. Hello, my name is Foster Brown. I am the co host and producer of The Internet Advisor. And uh, we have been talking over our last few minutes here behind the scenes on WJR with some really interesting people. In just a moment, I'm going to tell you about Mr. Keith Zender, reintroduce him to you. He is a man behind peoplemovers.com, which is kind of a community bulletin board. Coming up, by the way, in just a few minutes uh, here on The Great Voice the Great Lakes WJR is the Handyman Program, so please stick around for that. In the meantime, you're going to... Uh, I want to repeat a piece of information because it's important for you folks who know veterans in the Detroit area. Uh, just a little bit ago, we were talking with Scott McLean, who is the chief school administrator for New Horizons Learning Solutions. And in conjunction with Automation Alley, they have got a program that will be launching this on November the 16th. Yeah, Monday. Monday. Yep. It'll be launching in Detroit uh, that is going to be helping to train veterans in information technology computer skills that's right and uh and there's still time to sign up yes and that's why i wanted to make sure that you folks who just joined us knew about that and the phone number to find out more about that is 734-853-2060 that's 734-853-2060 they have a few places open in that program if you've got a uh a a, a Veteran you know who is interested in IT, they have got a very special program for them. If you'd like more information, you can also go online and go to info at nhls.
3: That's nhls.com. Yep. Or contact Automation Alley. Yep. Or contact uh, Alley. In Oakland County. But the great
0: thing is that, and, and I wanted to make sure you folks heard about it because there are a few remaining seats open for veterans who are interested in getting these skills and information technology and computers, and very special program that's being launched there. All right. I want to get back to somebody who's been in our studio, we talked talk with before. Uh, Keith Zender, a fascinating story about how you began this kind of uh, community bulletin board called peoplemovers.com here in the Detroit area and how it's now reached out across continents in the ocean to India why in the world would India want to get involved in something that's based here in Detroit
4: well I think they see the value of having a platform to work together I mean India has over a thousand different languages it has wow. <laughs> uh, I think maybe two thousand different ethnic groups and it's a relatively new country. So, you know, mm-hmm. working together is a challenge for them. They don't have a lot of the institutions that we in the United States have developed over the last hundred years. And yet they want to grow and they are growing. They're going to become the world's third largest economy yeah. in the next 15 years. It's amazing. So, you know, they want to work together. That's the key to success. And so, um, People Movers is designed for cities and
0: all of those different stakeholders to start doing that what are some of the ways that the indians have reacted to the having this potential there you mentioned and our folks uh just to refresh you you mentioned uh, going to india being drawn by love (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but when you were there getting into contact with some pretty influential people who they got this they got the importance of this that's right that's right and um
4: I had mentioned that we're going to be launching the city of Pune, which is one of the big automotive hubs in India, with a lot of great synergies between uh, Detroit. Uh, as a matter of fact, when I was there last month and we were unveiling our site in one room of the Chamber of Commerce there, uh, with a number of the Pune leaders, in the very next room was Lieutenant Brian Kelly uh, lieutenant Governor Brian Kelly right. of Michigan <laughs> and a Michigan delegation they're trying to build relationships with Pune so well they got to be very happy then the governor's got to be happy about this well I don't know that we've made that connection yet so oh, wait maybe a minute he's now. listening you are the great connector
3: you got to connect, you connect two of them. to the mayor of Pune and and you got to connect to the governor of the great state of Michigan <laughs> one would think
4: I find Michigan to be a little more challenging you know sometimes uh, but uh, we're, we're certainly excited because we think that as the The Indians uh, come in and so many of their leaders adopt this, not only in Pune, but in more cities. Uh, We've got Bhopal in play. Um, We think the Michigan leadership will come in. I didn't realize this until just a few months ago that the global conference for Maharashtra and Mandels uh, is, uh, that's basically people from Maharashtra, which is the big state in India, or is going to be in Detroit at Kobo oh, in no. 2017. So we have all these connections happening back and forth. You may have be surfing
0: the, the whole web here on the wave, I, I should say.
4: I, it's good for it's
0: people good, movers, it's, it's good, good for Michigan. For all of us, it would be yes. about time, wouldn't yeah. it, Keith? Because you've taken your licks getting here.
4: <laughs> it's been a tough road. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> well,
0: because yeah, you're the perennial entrepreneur who has been trying to make this thing happen. Here in the Detroit area, and I think to a certain extent it has. There were a 1,000 organizations that were involved with peoplemovers.com. It we kind of became the uh, the bulletin board where people could find out about what things are going right. on. And
3: organization
0: to organizations. Yeah, so organization to organization. Important. And now leadership in India, you're saying, is really catching this.
4: Yeah, yeah. We've been working with the former president. We've been working with their ambassadors, their uh, th- even generals. Uh, now at the mayor level, they're in
0: Pune. So, uh, we, we do think that, uh, this is going to be something very big for off mic. We were talking about something that you might, i like you to delve in a little bit further. There is an, ad, uh, um, an advantage. There is, um, an opportunity with people movers for the Indian government, uh, to use to, for community building that we might not immediately see in terms of bringing ethnic communities together.
4: Well, it it brings ethnic communities, but I mean, Detroit was really where this was born. I mean, my real initial passion, and it's still my passion, is Detroit. I mean, we still have a lot of work to do to build the relationships between our leaders at all levels. You know, we have a lot of development happening in the downtown, but we've got a lot of organizations and leaders in the communities that need to be connected to that. And so we see this, we see People Movers as a way to really help build those bridges so that leaders and their organizations and the people that are part of them actually get to know each other and work together in
0: india in india this is a critical um political and social issue is bringing these communities together
4: they they have very very hot issues i mean you know uh, they certainly have the challenges uh you know the things like we saw last night terribly in paris mm. uh, they had their own attacks uh, in mumbai that's right and uh, so they they live on edge and and building these relationships between people of different groups is so critical and we, you know, we have that need here in the United States. And so, you know, our vision and what we see happening is as it starts to happen in India, maybe that, you know, it gets people in the United States reengaged. Wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be
0: interesting to have it rub off backwards like that? I say backwards in just in terms of time lapse.
4: Yeah. It's, it's it's like a party. You just got to keep people in the room and get them talking to each other, and eventually the party gets really good, and then they start calling their friends. But it is it does take a little extra effort for leaders who are already really busy to get people in their organization to share their information and then
3: connect to other organizations. And happening more and more uh, all the time, and, and it's... You know, because of something like People Movers and PeopleMovers.com, that uh, that those organizations are now connecting with each other more than ever before.
4: Absolutely. There's relationships that we know have happened and that are continuing to
0: happen. You hit the word. I think that
4: the key word there is relationships, isn't it? Absolutely. that That is the goal. And mm-hmm.
0: that's what you've been building as you've gone over to India.
4: A- exactly. And, you know, that that's the foundation of social capital. You know, the more relationships a community have or has uh, as people know each other the stronger that community is crime goes down education goes up mm. health issues go down and and that's what you need to really turn a city like detroit or a country like india uh, around
0: have you had any particular uh, success stories you could share oh
4: boy you know i you know i'm such a big macro thinker whenever i'm always asked these <laughs> questions and
0: I, and i'm not good with the the little
4: micro things but you know i just I remember being at an event here in Detroit and uh, having um, uh, one of the guys that was invited to a minority fair uh, come up to me and shake my hand because he said, you know what? I I got this grant. It was uh, one of the foundations that were doing community grants. And he said, thank you for people movers because if I didn't know about this event and know about this challenge, I wouldn't have gotten this. Mm, And that made me feel really good.
1: Keith
0: Zendler. The very best to you, as you're traveling to India now to make the connections on the other side. I hope some of those key, you know, relationships happen there. And uh, that we here in Detroit begin to benefit from some of the Indian connections to people movers as well. Thanks so much for being with us. Thanks, Foster. That's Mr. Keith Sandler. And by the way, you've been listening to the Internet Advisor. Stay tuned. Handyman Show is coming up here on WJR. By the way, if you'd like to find out something more about the Internet Advisor, we're a two-hour show. We record here at WJR and sometimes can be heard all two hours of our program between 4 and 6 p.m. on WJR. Also heard through our affiliates through the Michigan Talk Radio Network as well. And if you'd like to catch our two hours of program, Sunday nights, visit internetadvisor.net and you'll be able to find our entire podcast there, download it and enjoy the program. Stick around now for the handyman. You're listening to a podcast of the Internet Advisor Show. To see the show notes for this program, visit our homepage, the internetadvisor.net. You'll discover past podcasts, our free toolkit with software to clean up your computer and keep it running strong, and many other resources. You'll also find links to MITechnews.com, our co-sponsored weekly tech and entrepreneur newsletter, edited by Mike Brennan. If you have a question for our hosts, just click the contact button on the homepage and send us an email with the details. And don't forget to look for us on Facebook and Twitter and at Detroit's newest podcast network, PodcastDetroit.com. Now, let's get back to the second hour of The Internet Advisor. Welcome to hour number two of The Internet Advisor. I'm Foster Brown, the producer and co-host of the show. We've got uh, Gary Baker and Ed Rudell in studio with me here. We're going to be answering some questions that you have sent along to us through our email system. And that's by going to internetadvisor.net, going to the top of the page there where it says Contact, clicking on that, and then sending us an email with your question and we get to work during the week trying to answer those, and we'll come up with some of those answers for you right now. Well, we're all tuned up and ready to answer some questions that you folks have provided for us on the Internet Advisor here. And by the way, what happens is that on the weeks that we are preempted by a uh, football and other programming or other sports on our flagship station, WJR, and we can't take live calls there, we count on you folks during the week sending us your questions at uh, internetadvisor.net and uh, through the Contact Us button there. Also, by the way, at the bottom of our uh, homepage, internetadvisor.net, you know now on our new website there is a comment form, and you can also send us the questions through that. So, and we'll be getting to talk about some of those questions and getting to answer them with uh, Ed Rudell and uh, Gary Baker in studio here along with me. But right now, it's time for us to check in with Mr. Mike Brennan, who is the editor of M.I. Tech News. Mike, welcome to the show.
6: Hey, Foster. Thanks for having me
0: on. Uh, by the way, I'm going to just uh, tease to our audience. You've got some stories uh, to tell us, up I understand, about your daughter and her experience in Paris just yeah, I just likely. got off
6: the phone with her. In fact, she just oh, got home wow. about an hour ago because uh, all the metros were closed. Everything's locked down. She's over there living in, in Paris, and she was actually downtown when all this stuff wow. was going on, and uh, they didn't even know what was happening. And right. so she was she was holed up in somebody's apartment for a day and a half. Cause
1: oh,
0: well, I want to find out. I want to find out what more about her experience in just a moment. But let's get let's get through the headlines, and we'll get to that quickly. Okay. Sure, Yeah. Because that certainly is a headline to follow. <laughs> and, okay, Mike, uh, a couple of the headlines in uh, our Tech News this week. Uh, one is that uh, you're going to be following a job fair tomorrow.
6: Yeah, the Engineering Society of Detroit job fair where they're expecting more than 50 major employers. But here's the best part. There's more than 2,000 open jobs, and most wow. of those are in IT. Many of those, if you show up, you will be hired on the spot. Uh, kind of a really? great deal, right?
0: Whoa. No yes. kidding. Where's it going to so, be held? Where's that being held, Mike? Yeah, I want to take that, notes. <laughs>
6: that, yeah, I know Gary's always looking for a job, so take <laughs> notes, Gary. It's this perpetual. Is the suburban showcase or whatever they call it. There, the old Expo Center in Novi. It's twenty dollars to get in if you're a non-member of ESD. Uh, free okay. if you're an ESD member. Uh, and Matt and I, Matt Rausch and I, are going to be doing our first live remote from the show starting at three o'clock Monday on the podcast, oh. Detroit.com
0: network. Sounds like a whole lot of fun. Well, that's great. It's going to be out of the Suburban Collection, folks. Again, $20 for non-ESD members. ESD members are free. And uh, what time does it start, Mike?
6: Starts at 2 o'clock, goes till 7. The registration opens at 1.30. Okay. And like I say, I think they are up to 55 employers and well over 2,000 immediate job openings.
0: That is incredible. Nobody should be complaining about not having <laughs> jobs available after that. Oh, well, by absolutely. the way... I you you noticed in there, uh, and matter of fact, Ed is getting tuned up for this. Deer season is opening. Good well morning, uh, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh,
6: and uh, so what? Uh, the, well, the state of Michigan—they never miss anything with this pure Michigan campaign. <laughs>
1: and
6: uh, there, there's a small army going into the field tomorrow, of about nope. six hundred and fifty thousand. I, I
0: heard. I think it's the largest movement of uh, armed men in.
1: <laughs>
6: it's like in history or something like that. 650,000
0: armed men, are mo- or men and women, uh, people yeah. are are moving north in our state. It's rather extraordinary. Yeah.
6: Them deer camps in Gaylord are going crazy tonight, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so uh, we won't talk about deer camp because I know friends that go to them things. Anyway, getting back to our point... <laughs> The state of Michigan has this uh, hookup with uh, the outdoorhub.com, and there's a Pure Michigan page there where they even talk about equipment, uh, all the rules of hunting, yeah. where you go, that sort of thing. 80,000 page views and counting.
0: Wow. Yeah. And that's outdoorhub.com if you'd like to yep, visit. the follow Pure that.
6: Michigan landing page. And if you have any uh, confusion, I have that story right at my website, and I've got links to it.
0: Excellent. Okay, maybe a final one here. Uh, Mr. Richard Steen and our old buddy, and uh, is it uh, Dave Lorman? Uh, help me, Gary. What's the order? Dan Lorman. Dan Lorman. Are going to be kicking off a monthly cybersecurity update on your M-Squared TechCast.
6: Yeah, we're doing something different. Uh, we're going to have uh, folks that really know their stuff take over segments, and my, Matt and I them will be sort of <laughs> moderating it. Uh, <laughs> And uh, they're going to do a two-segment part uh, on the 23rd, where they're going to first and second segments, where they're going to talk about the latest news in cybersecurity. They're going to do guests, you know, all that. Sounds
0: fascinating. And,
6: you know, a little viral marketing action on our part. Richard has 40,000 people following him on Twitter, and Dan's got a whole bunch of people on LinkedIn. And then so we'll produce their MP3, their their segments for them, and give them to them, and they'll share them with their Excellent. audience.
0: So. Excellent. Sounds fascinating. Okay. Mike, uh, first of all, if you'd like to get uh, MI, uh, you want to get the MITech Tech News delivered to your house daily, uh, it comes, oh, pardon me, comes on Wednesdays and it comes on Fridays and it's absolutely free. Simply go to mi com and you'll find that you can sign up right there or go to internetadvisor.net and look for Mike's smiling face and there's a subscribe now button there as well and it's absolutely free.
6: Just kind of quickly, but it, is, but it is up 24/7 whenever you want to yes. go there. I'm updating all the time, even on the weekends.
0: Absolutely. It's, it's there for you 24-7. I'm anxious to get to the story about your daughter. That oh. must have been harrowing for you as a dad.
6: Yeah, well, last night I, t- I got done with my work, turned off the computer, turned off the TV, and was reading a book. And a friend of mine calls me, and he goes, did you hear about Paris? And I go, Paris? Uh because there's a terrorist attack. I thought I was going to have a heart attack myself. So I immediately called my ex-wife in Seattle to see if she'd heard from our daughter, and she'd already seen on the Facebook page that she was okay. And then I began communicating uh, via Facebook, you know, texting with her. Mm -hmm. And she was, uh, they were at a bar, the explosions went off, they ran over to a friend's house, and then there was a mandatory curfew in Paris You could not be on the streets first time since 1944 in paris wow. right and we know who was in paris in 1944 <laughs> yeah right uh, so the bad guys are back but they're just a different version of the bad yep, guys
0: exactly and
6: uh, so they hunkered down and then everyone was told do not take the metros uber was shut down because everyone was trying to take uber
0: and she is well that's the moral of the story <laughs> Welcome back. It's the Internet Advisor, and this is the question and answer part of our program. Second hour of our program where we, uh, when we are live on our flagship station, WJR, take calls from you. Uh, But on days like this, when we have been preempted by sports or other programming on our flagship station, we continue to record our program and we then answer questions that you folks have submitted to us by email during the week and 24 7 the door is open for you to get a question into us and you simply do that by going to internetadvisor.net and looking for the contact button on the top right hand side there or go if you click on the uh you know our our show notes where you see our show notes etc if you go to the very bottom of the page there There is a a place where you can register comments about the show if you want, or put a question in there, and we'll get back to you with answers to that question. And then we save some of them for the weekend, like right now. And we, by the way, uh, one thing I wanted to add, um, we finished uh, just a moment ago talking with um, Mr. Mike Brennan about his uh, harrowing experience. His daughter is in Paris and was locked down with some friends while the terror was going on in the city. And is safely home now. Um, If you would like to send messages of solidarity through Twitter, uh, there's a very simple way of doing that. Use the hashtag, and if you're a Twitter user, you know what I'm talking about. It's the number symbol, Je Suis Paris. And that's J-E-S-U-I-S-P-A-R-I-S. Je Suis Paris. And then add your greeting behind that as a way of... Showing your solidarity and uh, just sympathy for those who have lost loved ones in this terrible uh, terrorist assault on the city. I I can't imagine what it'd be like being Uh, Mike as a dad and knowing your kids are over there. Oh, Eddie, uh, your daughter was in London. I can imagine, you know, the concerns that are over there.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She was in London for uh, three months and she spent a week of that in Paris just last year Mm. on um, on a scholarship, an internship and uh, frightening you know I, I don't go over there don't go over there <laughs> but she did it you know. you know she really it's a once in a lifetime thing yeah. I, I i couldn't tell her no and no. don't do what she's gonna do what and she you wonder if there's do.
0: any place that's absolutely safe anymore yeah. You really wonder if there's any place that's absolutely safe.
2: No, I don't think
0: so. Um, you think but what happens in New York? Have to be,
3: be, just have to be careful. Yep, everywhere. Well, hunting camp. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, maybe not so much. On not so much. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Speaking of hunting camp, on your mind. <laughs> I,
2: I'm, I'm going up north tomorrow to visit my brothers, and mm-hmm. uh, I, it is they hunt and I cook and uh, um, so- and drink their beer and play cards. <laughs> and, um, but I got a tweet from my sister that said uh, that the DNR is reporting and several hunters are reporting wolves have migrated from the Upper Peninsula down lower. So, you know, these uh, it's bow hunting season right now, and several uh, deer hunters have reported that after they did their kill and were tracking them, they had to... Um, they had to use fend their sidearms yeah. to fend off the wolves off that were a- attacking the deer that they just wounded. No kidding. So uh, be careful out there this year. Wow. I mean, there's always been that possibility. Yes. There's yes. brown bear. I mean, there's black bear up, up north. But yes, uh, wolves, right. yeah, this year it's a, it's a
3: threat. Yeah, I remember the story, though, of my uh, a friend of mine who uh, took off and went deer hunting uh, one year. And uh, when he came back, uh, his wife said, uh, So, how'd you do? And he said, Well, I didn't, didn't really. I don't shoot any deer. And she goes, yeah, I know. You you forgot your gun. (laughs) (laughs) So a lot of everybody's going up for the hunting. (laughs) Take your cell phone then and take some pictures. (laughs) I love it. I love it.
0: (laughs) All right, let's talk about our first question comes from a dear friend of ours, Ruth Phillips. Uh, Phipps, rather, who has uh, sent us a a number of email questions, and she has a rather interesting one here about the term laptop and desktop and whether you can use them interchangeably. The question, you know, the answer to the question she puts down here is, can the terms laptop and desktop be used interchangeably is probably obvious. No, I don't think so. Um, However, I keep hoping that when a freeware program that I really want says for desktop, they are merely referring to the fact that it's not an app for iOS only, as some programs are posted as being. The bottom line is, do I have to take them literally that a program has been written for desktop only and not laptops? I
3: think that's a very good question. Yeah, they should have said uh, for your PC right personal yeah. computer spans both and that's really what they should have said i so, don't know why they would have said just just desktop yeah. right i can't think of so anything. So pc today. can be used
2: interchangeably
3: right it is a personal computer
2: okay. well, so so is a mac though
3: is a personal computer
2: but people really? but but people really don't but people so. don't call <laughs> okay. it a pc it's uh, a really. personal computer but it's not a pc so what would you see call the it? difference so i call it a mac point. and then and a PC. pc
3: you're absolutely right it's all semantics but it's but again if you say pc it's probably for the it's available for the pc not necessarily always for the mac well That's what about your tablet
2: you, you have a tablet but it's running windows 10
3: no i have a pc okay <laughs> you have a surface i have a surface ruse
2: question however it <laughs> has it's, to do with to play on words, with
0: software yeah. <clears throat> pardon me and <clears throat> if a piece of software is developed let's say for instance for ios which is uh, the apple platform can it <clears throat> be used interchangeably then on my MacBook Pro, my laptop.
3: I, I would say no. Yeah. Right? No. I mean I don't know of any that can.
0: Okay. So in other words, it is it it is significant right. when they say this has been developed for iOS and it's been developed for a PC or a laptop.
3: Right.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's just a um, it's just that no matter where you go in any technology technical technological Technological. technological field, everyone has their, their words, you know. Yes. And if I was to go to Silicon Valley, I'm sure they're going to be, they, they would uh, reference these devices much differently than I would. Why would they do well, that? Well, they would that? call it a POS, a piece of... You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know they all run Macs over there. You know that. No, they don't, no, they don't at all. I know. No, you know.
3: they don't at all. Not at all. In fact, way more PCs than Macs.
2: Now that your daughter Lauren is you uh, uh, been there many times, I've, many times. I've never been there. But speaking of POS, I remember years ago when you came into the studio and your daughter was uh, IMing on, and she said uh, POS. You know, you looked over her shoulder and you saw POS, and she told you it meant. <laughs> Parent over shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sure, that's those... what she used it for. Yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of a piece of shiitake yes. mushrooms, right? Yes, yeah. there you go. Yes. But okay,
0: so it, it, it can't be significant. In other words, if, a, if an app, here's where I'm saying if an app has been developed for iOS but hasn't been developed for the desktop, and you're only running a desktop, you may not be able to use that piece of software if they haven't developed a version for the desktop. Am I right? No. It's all interchangeable. Is it
3: it a mobile app?
0: Well, that's just the point. She's asking here, is it possible that something could be developed for iOS that I could not run on my uh,
3: desktop? or on my PC. Yeah. P- yeah, it's absolutely. not going to run. It won't run at all. Okay. Yeah. And that's oh, that's I'm the point. I'm sorry. And that's yes. the point. Yeah. So I, I, it won't run at all. No, well, because it's a, it's it's designed for the Mac. Well, the well, just like Mac uh, programs right. will not run on a PC, PC programs will not run on a Mac. Mm-hmm. However, if you if uh, a developer could develop for the PC, and then develop another version that would run on the Mac, and that happens all the time.
2: Yeah, and and that's the point I was going to bring up is that with the Microsoft Store and the Google uh, Play, and then iTunes has their iTunes Store, right? right their right, App Store, right. the App Store. Um, right. A lot of developers will develop applications and free applications with the same name that are available through the various stores, right? And you're right, but usually they they throw it out there. It's for it's for Android. Mac, you know, but, if, PC. but if you
3: have an Android mm-hmm. phone and you wanted to install something from the Macs from the uh, Apple Store, you can't do it. No, and no Vice no. versa, Absolutely right? No. They're they're just different technologies,
0: and, and that's why I think it's right. worth making that distinction. I think that's what Ruth is asking for some help. Yeah, on. It, and and it's, I agree with her. and
3: it's just like if you had a radio that went into the dash of your Ford Fusion, it won't just slide into the dash of a Chevy Volt. Okay. Right. I mean, right. they won't. They're just right. different. They're made mm-hmm. by different companies, and they're different.
2: Absolutely. And that's what cartoons is for, right, <laughs> instead of iTunes. I'm sorry. What's guys.
0: happening, though, what's kind of interesting, though, is that um, even, even between, like, in the Mac world, I, I have a MacBook Pro, and then I also have an iPhone, um, is that there's a blending going on. And I know, for instance, in the Windows world, more and more uh, uh, programs that run on mobile devices are also now running on PCs. If Windows they, 10 is kind of
3: homogenizing if all If they redevelop it so that it will yep. run on that, yep. yes.
0: And there seems to be more and more of right. that going but on. But that's
3: the developer's choice of saying, I want it to run on a whole lot of different devices. I'll write different versions for the different devices there are out there. Right. Everything will get to a place where there will be like a universal platform
2: for apps. Well, there's a universal developer tools that the programmers can use for mobile and, and iOS and mobile devices now. And I don't recall the name, but the guys at work talk about it all the time. And if you program in this language, it's just a matter of pushing a button afterwards it, and, and, it, and it'll recompile it for each of the different platforms. Yeah, it recompiles
3: mm. it into the code that's used by those different platforms. Mm. But they have to, you have to compile it in, into different code.
0: One of the problems is also the Windows has, has suffered from not having enough apps Written, for instance, for the Windows phone, right. as an example, yeah. as a mobile platform. You can
2: find all the slot machines and casino games you want on on, on the uh, Microsoft Store as well. I mean, those are some of the first ones to hit it. <laughs> but, you know, if I, you know, yeah, there are a lot of apps yeah. I wish that like, were out there. Yeah,
0: Evernote, is a, for me, is an example where uh, Evernote is an application that I use on my uh, MacBook Pro and then on my iPhone. And the Windows form of it is not really very good at all.
3: Because they started it in one area, and then right. they, when they redeveloped it, they right. made it better. And different. a lot of times,
0: they they seem to be making the decision. There's just not enough people out there using that for us to invest right. the time and the money into developing the code for now,
3: that. Now, the good thing is, the code to you know for the program itself is different than the content. So, like, mm-hmm. they'll have, you know, Word was a Microsoft, is a Microsoft product. Right. And they develop um, Office, which is, Word is part of Office, mm-hmm. and they develop that for the Mac. And if you have a Word document, you could send it to somebody who can open it on the Mac.
0: That's an example of something that's been right. used but across. But
3: that's the content. Yep, yep, right? yep, exactly.
0: Hey, coming up in just a minute, we're going to talk about somebody who is, uh, because they've had problems with their printers, Wondering whether they should uninstall Windows 10 and go back the other way. And somebody wants to repurpose their old XP machine. A common refrain among our questioners. Welcome back to the Internet Advisor. By the way, just a kind of uh, a sigh of relief as uh, in solidarity with uh, Mike Brennan. Giving thanks that his daughter, who is in Paris right now, is safe. And speaking of solidarity... Eddie, you just posted something on our um, Facebook page that is kind of a neat example of solidarity.
2: Someone photoshopped a a photo of the Statue of Liberty with uh, uh, France's... what is it, the Li- Liberté? Liberté, yeah. yeah.
0: I said their, their Statue of Liberty, if you will, which was there for the French Revolution. They put them next to one another. You know what's interesting about that, if I'm not wrong, is that our Statue of Liberty, I believe, was built, built yep. in France. In France and
2: sent over here. I mean, they and, were our closest allies
0: absolutely. at the beginning of oh, yeah. our independence. And, absolutely, during the Revolutionary War. Yeah. Jean Lafitte. Uh, French um, and I and I, I love
2: that Photoshop. So go to the Internet Advisors Facebook, and uh, it is a very touching and a single photograph captures so much yeah. with the two statues standing next to each other in solidarity with their hands clasped. The I love. I really and, hope and, that and becomes and a. They're meme. They're not
3: just next to each other, right? They're, yeah, the hand is clasped around the other hand. Yes, that is, really is so neat.
0: neat. I hope that becomes a meme. You know, they talk and, about memes. Yes, so and that, that is something that travels throughout the. Throughout the and the I area. found that
2: on Imager, someone phot- photographed or uh, photoshopped that on Imager, and it was just a touching photograph. So yeah. it's not original to Ed Rudell, no. by any means. But I <laughs> borrowed it. But <laughs> it
0: certainly is. It's worth sharing um, around uh, the internet. Okay, hey, let's go back and talk about sharing. We're sharing some questions that have been sent to us and some uh, answers that you folks uh, that uh, Ed and Gary and I have. Um, this next one uh, came from Gordon. And the question was about uninstalling Windows 10, a, fe- a frequent uh, refrain of people who have had problems with Windows 10, wanting to uninstall it. And his question is: I would like to uninstall Windows 10 back to Windows 7. My Epson printer has also disappeared, and I cannot print.
3: I think what he means. To do. I think he means it hasn't really disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. Exactly. Right. But so um, he's he's fed up. <laughs> so. So what I would hope he would do would go to Epson and find out if there's a driver for Windows 10. Mm-hmm. If the printer is so old that the that Epson has decided they're not going to build a driver for 10, uh, then he has a decision to make. But to, Wh- to which un- is what? Well, then he can either decide to go get a different printer, right? Right, an updated printer, right? Um, but or he can go back to uh, to seven. But I don't think I would go back to seven if I had 10 installed. I don't think I'd go back to 7 just because I couldn't get a printer driver for the printer. But but chances are, Epson has put together a printer driver for it. If it's
2: one of their more popular, you know, Epson makes, um, you know, just simple printers just like HP does. But Epson is also known for their photographic printers as well as Mm -hmm. HP. Mm -hmm. And and they have some very high-end printers. So if it's it's a higher-end printer and, 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 and this is actually affecting his, you know, personal or hobby life, you know, because you could buy... Have you ever tried printing silver on a printer? No. You no, know, so exactly. So a That's lot of cool printers course. like, like uh, Epson have special cartridges with gold and silver and right. stuff like that. Oh. Okay. And, and where HP, you know, not so much, okay? So yeah. people love their Epson printers. They're kind of
3: a populist printer, right, right. right? Yeah. On, on HP. <laughs> and, sh- you know, you would think shame on Epson for not building a driver for it. Well, they may have,
2: and and, and Although, he can go have through you? some common troubleshooting techniques that we apply to other okay, users. Okay, let's not go over So, power off the pr- well. First, if the printer doesn't even show up in the in the devices, then you want to unplug the printer and then go to Epson's website. Like right. Gary said, identify the printer, download the software, and. Then when, install the software, and when, when you're prompted, plug in the USB cable. If you actually have a parallel mm-hmm. cable, then this printer is far too old, yes. <laughs> and, and I think it is time to upgrade. Yeah, and,
3: definitely. And give it to museum, right? Yeah. Now, if he, or uh, use it as a boat anchor yeah. <laughs> or a doorstop. Now, to, ask
2: it, to answer his original question is, I want to get rid of this. Mm-hmm. If you really want to uninstall Windows 10, there is a way, but you only have 30 days up after the update. After you ah, upgrade, 30 days, okay. and you go into, uh, into the settings, so the start button settings, and then the, you go into the update and security within the settings, which mm-hmm. used formerly known as control panel. So update and security, and then there you actually go into the recovery section. Ah. And w- once you select recovery, then you have the ability to say, go back to Windows 7, please, you know okay okay
3: you can and, do that there okay and if they do that within the first 30 days um great they can do it after that then it's a, just a reinstall they it's, have to it, go back to the original media for seven the original oh okay you can still
0: seven. re. okay you can go back well but you, you don't have to go- reinstall
3: well yeah yeah yeah. you're everything. gonna have to wipe yeah, everything, wipe everything, yep, so everything. So it's install. not a, oh yeah that's easy no you no have no, to no. wipe no, everything no, this is no, a big deal it is a big deal
2: well you can use the manufacturer's restoration procedure so one thing that Microsoft did not do is update everyone's restoration partitions. So if this is a newer computer that's shipped with Windows 7 from HP or Dell, usually you could power it up and you can attempt to recover it back to factory settings.
0: There's a partition in there right. that allows you to go back to that. Okay. Right.
2: But again, you should always back up your data. Absolutely. You know, before Absolutely. then.
0: And we've said it so many times, folks, if you are regularly backed up, and matter of fact, I've got a problem with my, back, my MacBook Pro right now, which is going to cause me to have to probably wipe the thing. And I've got a number of backups. A uh, bootable backup, as a matter of fact, that I made, um, along with a number of other ones. If you've got it backed up, you can do anything. You can literally wipe the drive yep. and then start all over again because you have your materials. But as Gary said,
3: <laughs> it's not a simple matter. If Not a got, simple You know, matter. if you got, depending on how hours? many other programs <laughs> you have, certainly hours, but it could be days, right? Yeah. Depending on how many programs you have. It's a
2: good point. It could be days. Cal, yeah. Cal offered, by the
0: way, he offered that as a solution to me with this, he said, just wipe the drive. And yeah, right, I said, yeah, Cal, just wipe the drive. how do I get my programs back? Yeah. And he said, well, if you're on a Mac, you can go to the store, and it has the, the programs there, and you it, can get them and back. And oh, absolutely- reinstall them. Yeah. However, if you've gotten them off of the developer's website, and you have a registration number. You've got to be able to have that registration number yeah. in order to be able to get back that it is. of
3: or just rebuy the application. Right? Oh no, 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 please! Hey, and that's usually what people end up doing. Foster, no. it's, it's, a, it's a number a, of them they rebuy. It's a Mac. It just works, right? Oh, oh I wish that <laughs> were the case. Now,
0: you had another solution, though, had, that I thought was interesting with Linux.
3: Well, that's well, not this a, is this is for the second uh, question. Oh, oh, that you that had. was for the second question. Yes. Excuse me. All right,
0: so the second question we have is from Mike H. And he says, I need to finally dump my trusty Windows XP for a newer Windows or other OS to run on my also pretty trusty, yet rusty, old Dell Inspiron Vintage 2008 until I can replace it. I'm mostly using my iPad these days, but think that I want a lap or desktop for more robust applications and more memory. Listen, I listen most Saturday afternoons as WJR's Better Reception West Cleveland suburbs and uh, does not have anything like it. They don't have anything like uh, the Internet Advisor over there. So we'll try to get an answer to him this way. Uh, what suggestions do you have? You well, had an interesting alternative. I
2: did, I did. I did. I sent him a link in, through email and I'll have to send him a link to this podcast too as well. Yes. I'll send him a second one that uh, Linux Mint. It is the most uh, Linux Mint is a is a version of Linux that is based on the Ubuntu, which was a very very Windows like Linux operating system. Linux Mint took, okay, took it to the next step okay. and made it even more Windows. Tell XP people like. what
0: Linux is, because some
2: people don't know what Linux is. Uh, they think well, it's it was a character, Charlie Brown's. Character. It was character in Charlie Brown. No, <laughs> actually, that's that's Linus, and, and um, it is an alternate version of uh, an operating system, and it's based originally on Unix, right, Gary? That's right. And Linux
3: is. Is in, in the data centers, we use a lot of Linux. Yes. Yeah, it's in servers, because, am I right? Yeah, for servers, mm-hmm. um, because it's it's really a very nice, very lightweight, uh, very robust uh, yep. operating system, and
2: very expandable. Like, yep. So you and, have H- and
3: somebody that has taken sixteen different computer classes over the course of their career will figure can figure out, and it's pretty easy now to to use Linux if you happen to be a techie right what you're suggesting is something where they don't go back to the basic linux taken and, and they have a better user interface with the new program yes right? there's right.
2: Debian and kit and kicks and there's all these different graphical interfaces the, the guis that sit on top which is what what windows, what windows like is, yeah. or mm-hmm. mac mm-hmm. and um mm-hmm. and this one is the most Windows-like and very simple to install applications. It supports printers. It, it comes with a free version of, uh, of Microsoft-compatible uh, Office Suite.
1: Mm. Um,
2: and it is fast. So you could take your an yes. older computer that you had that's from oh. 2007, 2008, and you throw this on there and you're like, why didn't I do this years ago? <laughs> I mean, it's optimized to scream. Now, you do have to identify if you're running 32 bit processor or 64. Right. And 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 the you could download the media from Linuxmint.com. And I, I provided this user. There's tons of YouTube videos out there, some by people that don't have a lot of pimples on their face. <laughs> that that uh-huh. are, are very descriptive on how to use it. And they have names like Cinnamon and 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 Cocoa Puffs and stuff like that. <laughs> so I mean it's think of Android as also a form of Linux. As well, if you want to think of it, it's okay. they all derive from Unix, right? I right.
3: think that's no, true. But, okay. so,
2: um, anyways. I have it installed on several computers, and it's fast. And it automatically discovered my USB printers that were attached. Internet access Whoa. comes with Mozilla.
3: But there's some programs that still won't run on it, and that's what you you're not going to be able to control.
2: run your old Windows programs. But you can, and it has a store, an um, a, a Linux store that you could download similar utilities. Okay,
0: we're going to put those links on our homepage so you can take a look at that and maybe even give it a try yourself with one of your old machines. Back to wrap up with a few more questions here on the Internet Advisor. Welcome back to the Internet Advisor.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh, we, we were we were still talking about Unix and Linux. <laughs> yes.
3: oh, I just kind of spaced out there for yes. a moment, and we're here to wrap up the program. Well, and, to... and as we always do, we try to answer a question in a simple way for yep. people to understand it. And I think that helps us with almost everybody. <laughs> but Ed but and I were talking during the break, and we said, but there is probably a disclaimer on the last comments around you know, replacing Windows XP with a Linux operating system. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And that it, would be?
2: Well, there, there's a couple <laughs> things. First, um, it's not going to run all your programs that you used to have. And uh, a lot of manufacturers, when they right. when they develop software, they'll it's for Windows or Mac, and mm-hmm. y- y- there's not as many of them out there that actually say and Linux. And if there is Linux, what version of Linux? Because right. there's so many flavors out there, you know, uh, right. to, based on the uh, the kernel, um, not the kernel Sandoz. We're talking about <laughs> you know the kernel, the Denebian kernel or the KUI. I can't mm-hmm. remember the other one. Um, the other thing is is that. Um, but on the on the flip side of that, when you go to most manufacturers' websites like HP, Dell, Gateway, Acer, uh, Lenovo, and you look at your your PC, that you not they not not only provide you a drop-down menu for your what operating system you're running, operating system you're running like Windows XP, Windows Vista, you'll actually you actually see a drop-down for Linux. You know, hmm. Red Hat Linux. Uh, right, right. You know, Ubuntu, and usually the Ubuntu will work for for anyone that's running. But a Linux caveat, Mint. A,
0: a caveat, folks, a, a warning is, it won't play all of your programs.
2: Though that's true, but you, the, the popular, the, the flip side of that is what I'm saying. You go to most manufacturers' websites, including printer manufacturers, and you will see that they provide drivers they, for this operating system. The third thing is, is that you know, do you really want to take this plunge? Well, if you download the the uh, go to linuxmint.com and download the iso file the iso file mm-hmm. you can then most modern versions of of windows 7 and above know what to do with um an iso image it, it, you just you don't copy it to a cd and drag it and drop it you have to um windows will know that this is an iso image and it, it's basically a bootable cd mm-hmm. and and when you do that you could pop it into your computer and start your computer and boot off of that thing without even installing it so it'll it'll uh, it'll give you the um the experience of what linux mint is without actually installing it once you're there you have the ability to install it and dual boot so it'll install remember how we used to do in windows 98 and windows 2000 or mm-hmm. windows 98 and windows mm-hmm. xp this will also allow you to take that that baby step to an operating system. That way you can always go back to your Windows XP if you had to. Excellent. Excellent. Very good.
0: All right. We have a question here that uh, came from Pam. And uh, here's what she has. It's kind of an interesting one. She says, when I tried to go into Shop with Script, that's, uh, and it's all one word, Shop with Script, if you buy from just about uh, any store and go through this site first, Your child can get tuition credits. And she says, I've been using it for years without any trouble until now. Now there's a message that says privacy error. Your connection is not private. Attackers may be trying to steal your information from shopwithscript.com. By the way, I found that. I entered shopwithscript into uh, my uh, Chrome browser, and that is exactly the error that it came up with. This server could not prove that it is shopwithscript.com. This might be caused by a misconfiguration or an attacker confiscating your information. Then it says, proceed to shopwithscript.com, and then in brackets it says, unsafe. In other words, you can go ahead and do it, but it's unsafe. I have had an icon in the lower right-hand side of my taskbar for weeks, that says my PC is potentially unprotected when I run virus scans, nothing is detected. Can you
2: help, Ed? Well, (laughs) I mean, there are a lot of times when I go to internal websites at the corporation I'm at, and it basically will tell me, uh, this is an unsafe link. Are you sure you wish to continue? But I know it is safe because it's internal and it is an administration site. They just haven't updated their certificates. Right. That, it, and that's it, really it, the problem. Is that what the, the bottom yeah, line Yeah,
3: okay. Right. Okay. That's it, a the certificate. certificate, which is something that says this server is who you think it is. Um, It costs some money to upgrade the the certificates. Um, So every website out
2: there, every domain.
3: Anyone that has a certificate on it. okay. Right, Right. they don't all have to put it on. But if they do, to authenticate which server it is, if they don't upgrade it, then that's the error that you're going to get. That's when you get the error. Okay. So
2: basically, shop... Um, shop with script basically their administrator whoever manages that website needs to update their their uh, certificates with the
0: with the registers. could it also be uh, a way of hijacking could it be
3: uh, well so and that's why the browser automatically says that yeah right it could be and that's what you're worried about is that it that it redirects you to the wrong site and the site doesn't have the certificate on it and the browser's warning you and says this one doesn't have the certificate uh, you're expecting
2: or outdated
3: yeah, you know, right. basically. So you, it could be one where it is that's why they ask you and you make a decision. So like in Ed's case, he said, I know this is just mm-hmm. an outdated certificate because I know the site.
0: Well what we'll, what would you suggest though for Pam? Would you suggest that
3: she,
2: she, just can, she can she can write them? You know, there's usually a contact us on the website and say your site has been reporting that it's unsafe for me to continue. And uh, you know, okay. that's one way you can okay. do it. Okay. Um, obviously she wants to do this to benefit for, for scholarships. Sure. Right, right, right. And um, there are there are a number of sites that do that. You could do it for um, safe search. There's a searching website too that that also does that and, and mm. gives it to um, um, donates money for your okay. searches. Okay. But but uh, don't that, just that, that's really the only thing I know. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I, I would I just
0: say don't Pam, don't barrel ahead on it. Don't just Be say, oh, the heck careful. with it. You know? Be very careful. Yeah. yeah, and and the reason that's giving all those warnings is because it can mi- indicate that somebody has hijacked yeah. it.
3: And, and there's a lot of times I'll look and go, okay, I get it. And I'll say, you know, continue to the site, not recommended, but I do a mouse over, I see that the, site's the site that I want to go to, and I'll so, proceed.
0: What's a mouse over? Just quickly.
3: Um, just the cursor, just roll the cursor up over the the link itself, and it will provide a um, and you have to look at it yeah, quickly, but yeah. it'll provide the actual URL. It'll tell you where address. it's taking you.
0: Right. You know, so if it ends in like a .eu or some weird, you know, um, uh, domain, you know, it's taking you or to j- the South Sea, yeah. Vanuatu.
3: <laughs> and, and a lot of times what happens would be if you're going to a particular part of a site, they don't want you to know that it's off the site itself, off that server. They might put the, the IP address in. And a lot of times, if it's just an IP address, how do you know if that's the right IP address? Yeah. I wouldn't use, I wouldn't go there. Oh, yeah. no, definitely. Okay, not. good.
0: Good. So, folks, this is just some, some caveats, some things to be aware of as you're, um, you know, when you see these kind of things come up. It is a serious warning.
3: Take it seriously. That's right. Take I it, would, do take it seriously. But, but pay attention. doesn't mean you can't go there. just means be right. careful.
2: And a lot of times, the sometimes you'll get a, 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 a message back that, oh, you're using an outdated browser that's its own certificates need to be updated. So That's if right. you're using Internet Explorer That's 7 true. or 8, you might get an error like this because Microsoft isn't releasing updates for that browser and they recommend that you update your browser to internet explorer 11 but foster you said you also experienced the problem with chrome so i doubt that's the case yeah. in this instance yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's why i didn't bring it up initially yep.
3: and yep. i just went there and i didn't get that error message oh didn't so you okay i don't know Maybe and you're using you're using Edge? Used, i just used chrome Are you just using chrome yeah. okay so it may have been fixed that may have been a problem that was fixed and somebody pointed out to him they went oh yeah we we should have fixed it, and they fix their
0: certificate. And they just so update, yeah. and that's what
3: and l- a, it takes. A little bit. You have to contact the certificate provider. You have to get it on the site. You have to put it on the the um, web server, yeah. right? Um, yeah. So um, it's like not, seeing the not sign trivial f- behind yeah. the scenes. So if you have that yeah. outsourced. Got to get somebody to do it for you, probably. Right.
0: And it's like uh, it's the sign that says "Bridge Out." <laughs> Respect that sign.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Proceed with extreme, extreme caution and slowly <laughs> as yeah. well. Hey guys, it's been a ball. Thank you so much for pitching in and helping here on the Internet Advisor. Gary Baker and Ed Dell We'll be back next week, and Mr. Cal Carson should be with us uh, this next week as well. Don't forget that during the week, if you have a question for us. You can simply go to internetadvisor.net and look for the contact button that's in the toolbar on the upper right-hand side and send us an email with your question. We'll get to it during the week. Or go to the very bottom of our show notes and you'll see a comment section there. You can put your question in there and then... Click the button and send it off to us, and we'll get to that question during the weekend and maybe bring up the answers here on the weekend as well. On behalf of our staff here, thank you so much. And don't forget to express your solidarity with the folks in Paris and in France with that hashtag, Je Suis Paris. And uh, our prayers are with all of them as they recover from this terrible attack. You've been listening to the Internet Advisor Show. Detroit's longest-running, locally-produced computer show, with Foster Brown, Gary Baker, and our team of experts. For more information about our weekly show, to ask a question of our experts, or find the show notes for this podcast, visit InternetAdvisor.net. And look for us on Facebook and Twitter. Don't forget to check the other great podcasts available on this podcastdetroit.com network. Thank you for listening.